Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How have you seen the team respond since Saturday? Say it again. How have you seen the team just kind of respond? I think good. I mean, that's... Really, the only option we have is make sure we respond right. We got back in the office on Sunday and went right back to work. Players got here in practice, and I think, you know, uh, from the effort that they put forth, you know, I do think we're ready for this weekend. How the outside linebacker play last weekend? We just did okay. You know, there's a lot of missed opportunities that we did not take advantage of, things that I thought uh, we would do better at. And um, I don't know if you put it to first game jitters or inexperience. I think Ryan will play a hell of a game for himself, but I think as a group, probably C minus. We need to get better uh, all the way around. What did you see from Jeremiah in his first, you know, kind of schematic impact in the game? Good. You know, he he, he did pretty good. Um, he was in the place that he needed to be. You know, I don't think the the atmosphere really, you know, coming from Texas A&M, I don't think that really phased him much. I think he actually welcomed it. Uh, but again, a couple couple missed opportunities on his part and. I uh, like the pick in the end zone that we should, we should pull those in. You know, those are things that we practice and visualize, and um, we just didn't do a good job executing on Saturday. Expectations are really high for Savelle. Yeah. Where is he now compared to where he was a year ago? I mean, almost a 180 difference. I mean, he's matured. He is, he's focused. I mean, he's really doing the, the, the little details that, you know, I think as a, as a freshman, he probably overlooked, you know, with the success he had in high school and, how much more talented he was, you know. Now he's he's understand that technique is going to get him uh, in a position to be successful at this level. You know, this level of talent alone will not allow you to win. So he's really focused on it, and, and you know, I expect him to go in the second series and and perform well. Young guys like Savelle, he's never played in front of a crowd yeah. that big. You know, some of your younger guys, can you maybe talk a little bit about how that impacted him positive, negatively, or not at all? Yeah, I, you know, the, the good thing is a home game, uh, and, and the crowd was, was welcoming, right? So, and besides Ryan Bowman, all of them, that was their first time being out on the field and actually playing a huge part. It wasn't mop-up duties. It wasn't uh, the four games as a freshman. I mean, these guys were dependent upon, and I thought they responded, for the most part, fairly well. You know, they were where they're supposed to be, um, at, at all times, they just weren't, weren't executing how they would in practice. So you can tell that, you know, the first game jitters came into effect. And, uh, you know, I just got to keep reminding them that the, the field, regardless of where we play, is about the same size. And regardless of what the fans are doing, good or bad, you know, our responsibilities will remain the same. So if they can keep their focus. I think they should, you know, they should meet expectation come, come Saturday. You're a high-energy guy. You played here, coached here. Yeah. Jimmy's a high-energy guy. Just didn't seem to me the guys came out and were flying around like I would have thought. Um, what do you think about that? I, I think that's part of um, us having to mature and understand it. You know, I, I think 
you know, the biggest difference from last year and this year was, was we were forced to encourage each other because no one was there. And I think with fans here and us not having that experience of playing under a, a crowded stadium, uh, I do think that's become, that was an influence. We were cheering when they were cheering. You know, we were down when the fans were down. You know, we were offset when they were booing. And I think just that's just the immaturity of our team at that time. And I think they understood it. They understood it. And, and regardless what they've, they, I think they've understand now that regardless of the situation, home or away, you know, the energy needs to come from us. You know, starting from the top down, from Coach Lake, through the coaches, through the players. And our leadership council will be the ones ultimately that has to get that team going. You also got a chance to do something you haven't been able to do in a long time, and that's go out and watch high school football games. Yeah. You got to see your son. Yeah. You know, talk a little bit about what that's like and how hard it has been evaluating just on film based upon going upon games and seeing them alive. Yes, it's really hard because you don't, you don't get that um, watching the interaction between them and their teammates. You don't get to see them like what we saw with our own team. How, did, how do they uh, respond against adversity on the bench as well as on the field? And being out on, on the stadiums again, you know, especially being able to watch my son, you got a chance to experience that. You know, we saw two powerful teams uh, going at it, and, and, and you can see how adversity on both sides, how they responded to it. And those are intangibles that, that you miss just watching film. You know, on film, you can talk about uh, the athleticism, the physicality, you know, but the, the intangibles that you get only in person and that was kind of cool to see again. The defense as a whole, what, what were some of the themes that kind of emerged from, from Saturday that you want to clean up going forward? Details. You know, and, and the details, and, and not in terms of assignment, but details in terms of finish. You know, there's a lot of missed opportunities in every room, uh, especially in my room, you know, that you know, when we look back on it, in hindsight, it was like, man, I was that close. Man, I was almost there. And, and we don't have the luxury of doing those things, whether we play in Montana or Michigan. Uh, you know, the, the bigger the game, the, you know, the, the tighter the details have to be. And those are the things that I think um, we, were, we were focused on this week. And uh, we hope to see the results of it come Saturday. So you give us an example of a couple of details that you're talking about that are really hard to pick up. Well, sacks would be one. You know, I counted six missed opportunities on sacks, whether they were unblocked or they were created. We just didn't finish on the tackling part. You know, given the fact that this was our first chance at actually tackling a quarterback, you know, we don't want to hurt our own quarterbacks. Uh, we, we simulated and we practiced it all throughout camp and all throughout the week. So we knew we would have those opportunities. We just didn't take advantage of those. We drop a pick in the end zone. You know, those types of things. And uh, those are things that, and again, re regardless of the game, the magnitude of the game, the opponent, uh, we need to, you know, in order to hold up our end of the bargain of what we know is uh, death row defense, we need to capitalize on those opportunities. This is someone who's played here and obviously coached here for a long time and knows what the program stands for. Just how hard was that loss? It's always hard. You know, it's, it's hard as a fan. It's hard as an alumni. Most importantly, it's hard as a coach because I was actually part of it. I was responsible for it. You know, so, you know, I, I probably, I turned off my phone. You know, I know what, what this means to Husky Nation. I know what it means to the dogs before me and what we represent, what the current team is holding the flag for. So that, that really hurt. And I'm sure those guys had, had words to say, but I think it hurt me more personally because I am part of this problem, that, that situation that happened on Saturday. Uh, you know, so I'm disappointed at myself to make sure I can transfer the messages, transfer that feeling, understand what it is to be the defense that we are. You know, that's our part of this whole program. You know, that's our part of the team unit, me. Um, and, and, and hopefully it's going to come out on Saturday. I think that um, the defense held 
I think six or seven straight three and outs. Mm -hmm. It was kind of holding the line. Yeah. Until the fourth quarter. What did you see kind of going on in the fourth that allowed them to, to put the drives together? I think just just little little kinks here and there that that we were solid upon on, on the first three quarters that that kind of got away from us in the fourth quarter. I think influence of how the game was going and us responding to adversity throughout. You know, and, but but I ultimately think as a defense we should have won eight zero. That's how we feel as a defense. You know, that's what I am used to when you're part of this program and what this defense stands for. So I think our defense understands that, that no, no matter what the score, no matter what the situation, we need to hold up our end, which is, you know, keeping them off the board and, and try to get this ball back to our offense. I think you were on, um, on the roster in 1992 when the Huskies played Michigan and yep. that Rose Bowl. Do you have memories of that game? I, I know it was a loss, but like, just this is this seems like a special intersectional matchup between two proud programs that view themselves pretty much the same. Yeah, absolutely. You know, go, going there. Yeah, we did lose in 1992, my freshman year, but being able to experience um, not only the expectation of how we approached it and how we got there, but also experience the fans and, and and what I remember from that game, and that's coming off the national championship, was our team never flinched or never changed focus regardless of the fans, right? And that, that's one of the loudest stadiums that played at next, next to Miami. But that's the thing that as my, as my freshman year coming, you know, that's my first road trip, um, I remember that well. I remember that this team is so focused on what they're doing, offensively, defensively, special teams, that it really didn't matter the opponent. Everything was about us, how we executed, and us leaving a statement when we leave in an opponent arena. That's what I remember from 1992. How have you seen Coach Lake kind of you know, handle his, his interactions with, with the staff and with the team? This uh, uh, he's been awesome. I mean, he's the leader that you want in terms of always encouraging and, and making sure that, you know, we, we got some anchors in our program and he sticks by them, regardless if we win or we lose or we're having a good day or bad day. And I think, I, you know, that's one thing I do appreciate about him, that he's going to be consistent in what he preaches and what he look you know, in terms of his direction. And then we'd lean upon our leadership council to get this team going in that same direction with our anchors. I just want to ask you, um, I was back there in 92. I didn't realize that we crisscrossed. Back yeah. then. But uh, you know, some of the former players were saying that after a loss like this or uh, just any kind of loss that James or Lambright would just ratchet things up the next week and they'd be kind of just going, oh, we don't want to go to practice because we're going to run more, we're going to hit more, our jobs are all in question more. Mm -hmm. Do you guys stay more even keel or do you do that too? I think the players do it. You know, I think the coaches try to remain even keel. We go back to work and we try to prepare just as hard as we have before. Maybe there's something extra uh, that we might have missed that we want to tighten up on the details. But I think the players put a lot of pressure on themselves. You know, talking about Kloffenhoff and those guys, um, that's what they did. You know, it wasn't the expectation of, of the coaches. It was the expectation of the players and what they knew the coaches demanded. So we kind of stepped up our own game to make sure we matched what we thought the coaches would demand out of us every practice. Seems like they've got two good quarterbacks, three good running backs. Mm -hmm. They'll play a lot of different tight ends. Like, what, what are you seeing from Michigan that poses a challenge? Yeah, I, I see a physical team. I see a physical team that um, will, will put their will on you. You know, it'll be a challenge for us physically as well as mentally. Uh, they don't bend. They don't break. You know, I think it's a challenge that our defense looks forward to. And, you know, there's some big dudes in there, running backs that are quick, running backs that are fast. They have receivers that can go. But ultimately, it comes down to that line of scrimmage. You know, and we look forward to our challenges in terms of the matchups to the front. And then we look to, uh, for an opportunity to try to get to that quarterback. All right. Let's wrap up, Coach. We're going to have Ryan.
Appreciate it. So do you have Montana fingerprints all over you? We heard you got held almost the whole game. Yeah, this right here and whatever else probably. Just was that just real deliberate that they were going to hang on to you? I don't think it was deliberate. I just think they you know, didn't have anything else they could do than to hold. As a, as a leader on this team, what do you say to guys after a loss like that to, to get redirected? Uh, well, we can't dwell too much on everything negative that happened or else we're not really going to move forward from that. So when dudes are like hanging their head low and look like they just had the worst day ever, which, you know, we all did, we can't stay in that state of mind for long or else it'll be detrimental to our preparation going into the week. So you pretty much just say all this, all the stuff that happened, watch it on the film and make sure you key in on this, on the things that you, the reason why you lost, like key in on the stuff that you really have to change and get better at. You can't just watch the film and be like, oh, I got beat here, like next play. You have to key in on the exact detail of why you lost that rep. Might be like you didn't dip your shoulder low enough for like an offensive guy. It's like you didn't move your feet well enough with the right um, technique or whatever it may be. It's like we got to key in on those things and visualize them and then be able to move forward from that. We can't just dwell on all on how horrible it was. We're like, oh, God, this, is, this sucks. It's like we got to change our mind to get ready to get back to work, as the coaches say. It's like we got to watch the stuff that we did bad on and just get back to work and forget about all the stupid stuff that doesn't matter anymore because it already happened. The last couple of days, just with practice and film study, like you said, I mean, how do you feel like this team is bouncing back from that? Pretty well. I think guys have a lot of intensity in their eyes, you know, and it's like, we, there's nobody else we'd rather play for than Coach Lake because he, he's the best leader we could have, especially in a moment like this. Um, and we got great guys in this facility and this program. So it's like there's not a, a team we'd rather be with with better leaders that are going to be more prepared for the next opponent. I mean, what happened happened. And it's like I wouldn't rather be with a different type of different crew of guys to get to a next opponent. Brian, the offense struggled. You play against them every day, you know, just from what you saw, you know, what do you think happened with the offense? Um, well, honestly, I think my honest opinion would be that Montana, the looks that they were giving, our offense probably isn't used to getting from our, our, our team, the way that Montana's defense plays. I don't think that they're really comparable to our defense in terms of personnel, like the kind of guys that we have and the kind of guys that they have. So I, if, you know... My opinion is probably they aren't used to seeing what they saw and they probably weren't as prepared as they could have been for it. But it's like, it is what it is, and we just have to move on from it. What do you see from Michigan's offense? When you guys have looked at that film, just what stands out in particular to you? Pretty much just what Coach Malloy was saying. I mean, they're a physical team, and they like to run the football. They didn't throw the ball very much uh, last week. So, I mean, we know what they want to do. They want to run the ball down our throat, and it's like we're excited for that good, you know? Like, we look forward to it. Uh, so they're a physical team, which should be a good matchup with our defense. I think it's a pretty good matchup this week. I know you guys just always go week to week. But that Michigan game, you had to have had that circled on your calendar for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, you think about it a lot, and then you want to watch some extra film, but uh, – it's really important to just stay week to week because we don't want to get ahead of ourselves or, you know, make one game bigger than a different game because every, every week's the same opportunity. 
Um, so it's definitely like, oh, we, we're playing Michigan, cool, but mainly trying to just focus on week to week. You got a later game on Saturday. Michigan played real early. Did you get a chance to watch any of the game? I did, yeah, in the hotel. It was uh, entertaining at first. Um, pretty, pretty clear to see what they're trying to get done. Um, there's not a lot that they're hiding, you know. And just some of the younger guys that were getting some of their first reps in the first games. What did you see from them and their preparation, how they responded specifically? I thought they did pretty well. They they were prepared and they had good intensity and they played with good energy. Um, it's the first game, so I expect these dudes, everyone, to just keep getting better, myself included. Uh, so for me to see how they handled the situations and how they were playing, I mean, I was I was cool with it because I'm excited to see what else they're going to bring to the table week to week because I know every game we're going to keep getting better. And those guys were pretty solid in game one. Coach Malloy mentioned it, but last year you guys kind of bring your own energy on the sideline. And this year, of course, you know, you have the crowd and stuff, and this game will be a lot different. But how do you think that changes with this group uh, now versus last year? Well, last year with no fans, guys were used to just be, having to bring their own energy and not rely on anybody else for energy. And I think uh, when we were out in the game on Saturday, guys had really good energy at first with the first drive, you know, with everything that was happening. And then once dudes got punched in the mouth and the crowd went silent, guys were kind of like mute too on the sideline, like looking for where their energy should be. And it's like last year, everybody had to create their own energy. We didn't have any fans. So it's like, ultimately, it should be the same. It should be like how it was last year for us. We shouldn't even be thinking about the fans, but maybe dudes weren't used to that scenario you know given that you know the COVID year last year but it's no excuse it's just another thing to focus it's just another detail to focus on um and we're going to be better at that on the sideline did you notice that during the game like you know like there's a lack of energy in there a little bit i mean i was getting kind of irritated because we would come off the field and uh something big would happen but guys would be just walking around kind of like low energy kind of like zombie like in a way um and if you'd say something to a group of guys maybe you wouldn't get any sort of reaction and typically you'd get a reaction so it was a little irritating um but i think i don't think dudes recognize that that was happening and i think we're all on the same page about it currently so i'm not too worried about where we're going to be moving forward in that regard Talk to it to your guys about that yeah. as a leader. Yeah. And was that just players only, coaches too? No, it was players initially, then some coaches, and then coaches and leaders got together and talked about it, and we're talking about it more, you know, just one on one in the locker room or in our position rooms like that. I, I thought, you know, I thought you guys looked sound in what you're doing as far as your responsibilities, but it just didn't seem like you're flying around as a, as a unit defensively. Did, did you feel that at all? No, I, I feel like. It would have looked like we were flying around a lot if one, maybe one person messed up one assignment. It's like if one person messes up and isn't like in their gap, so to say, it could look like we're all screwed up, you know. But if we're all in unison, then it's like, wow, these guys are flying around. So, I mean, one play, 11 dudes are flying around, but one dude uh, gets cut off out of his gap, it's, and then it's, it's not going to look as good as it usually does, you know. So it's just another detail, as, as we keep reiterating. Um, just really something important to key in on because we look like all 11 to the ball, you know, and not like nine or eight guys running the ball. It's like we got to look like all 11, and that's just the details. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Got Jackson Summer in the book.
right, go ahead. Jackson, just what was your evaluation of how the inside linebackers played last weekend? I think we did some good things uh, uh, and some, some not, not so good things. I think we did more good things than not so good, honestly. I think it was a, a solid game and something to build on and improve upon, and uh, we're going to do just that. When you look at Michigan, they obviously have two backs. Like you mentioned, a couple of these wide receivers. Specifically, maybe for the inside linebackers, kind of what is the sort of focus? Is it more containing the run game, or is it playing in space with the receivers that when you have to go drop in coverage? We're going we're gonna, to we're stop the run. You know, They want to run the ball, we're going to stop the run. And we're uh, excited to do that. They got some talented guys running the ball. And it's just going to be one of those things that one guy one guy's going to get on the tackle and we're going to have to have everybody flock to him, um, try to limit the yards after contact, and just you know push them backwards. How much do you enjoy that challenge when you know that this is an offense that's going to try to establish its will and establish the line of scrimmage? As an inside linebacker, how much do you enjoy sort of the challenge of that? I mean, that's why you play inside linebacker. It's, it's, uh, I think we're all excited. We're all excited for the opportunity to, um, to prove, you know, that, that we're a good run stop in defense, and uh, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be physical, and like I said, that's you know why you become an inside linebacker. Linebacker is because you want to do just that. Did you notice the same thing that Ryan mentioned with the lack of energy out there in, in your group too? I mean, I think when you're playing, you're kind of locked into the game. Um, you know, I I wouldn't. I didn't really notice too much. I wouldn't disagree with it though. You know, there wasn't any times where I'm like, oh yeah, we're amped up, we're ready to go. So it might've been uh, not quite as juiced up as we want it to be. But um, I think, you know, that's one of those things if you focus on it, then it's, it doesn't take a lot of skill to get hyped up and have good energy. So I'm not too worried about it moving forward. We're gonna get it corrected and we're gonna be, we're gonna be ready to go on the sidelines. Do you have a facial hair competition going on the team at all? You know, sometimes you just you come in and play football every day, and this is like the one thing I can kind of change up. And it's not the best, but uh, you know, working on it. Not going for your Doc Holiday look this year. Say what? Doc Holiday look that you had last. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just get bored sometimes and start messing around with it. Again, Michigan played early on Saturday, mm -hmm. and you guys played late. Did you get a chance? to watch any of the game and what did you see if you did? Yeah, I was able to watch a little bit kind of in between uh, meetings and meals and stuff. And, you know, they're physical, they're, they're talented, and, and uh, I'm super pumped up to go in there and, and play, and uh, it's going to be a great game. Did, did you have to stand up and talk to the guys, or, or is that somebody like Ryan Bowman and the older guys, did they do all of that, or did you all take turns just kind of playing it out, pre-playing it? I think it's one of those things, uh, are you talking about like during the game or just, just kind of, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things that kind of happens organically. If somebody has something to say, uh, they say it. There's not, you know, there's not a lot of like, like it's not scripted, you know. You just kind of, if somebody has something to say, you say it. Um, everybody listens. And uh, I think we did a good job of that. You know, some guys had, had some things to say and, uh, they were able to get off their chest, and I think everybody responded and listened, and I think we had a good week of practice. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it'll be good moving forward. When you watch film of the game, I mean, how much of it is if something goes wrong, do you think, oh, this is kind of like you regret it, or versus trying to go fix it, like, right away? I mean, does it kind of take some time to learn how to focus that energy? 
Um, I mean, I think your initial reaction when you watch is like, ah, dang it, I should have gotten that. But, you know, immediately you have to, you have to, uh, to, you know, to effectively take care of the problem, you have to immediately figure out, all right, how do I not make that mistake again? I think that's not your gut reaction, but that's the reaction that, like, once you can focus, that's, that's what you're thinking. And the people that can get it fixed, that's what they think of. Yeah, that's what they turn to immediately after that gut reaction. Like, ah, crap, like, I shouldn't have done that. Then um, it's, all right, how do I not do that again? You know, what drill can I do? What, you know, what can I key in on? Um, and that's kind of the people that, you know, are able to uh, learn from their mistakes uh, quickly. Uh, those are the ones that, you know, tend to, tend to do a better job. Jackson, after a particularly painful loss, how much do you relish the opportunity to, to get back out there Try to win. A ton. Um, sucks what happened, but it happened. And we're looking forward. You know, there's no looking back. We looked at the tape. We know what we messed up on. We know what we need to do better. We know what we did well. And we're going to take that moving forward. And we're, we're full steam ahead, not looking back at anything, ready to go. I'm excited for a physical game. I'm excited for them to try to run it. I'm excited to stop the run. Um, you know, go against some good backs, big old line. It's going to be fun. You know, Michigan's not gloating over your misfortune of losing to an FCS team because they, they, they were the first ones that had this happen to them. They were the fifth-ranked team in the country, and they lost to Appalachian State like 14 years ago. So. I mean, it's just kind of ironic that these two programs are playing each other because you're the most recent that's had this happen, and they were the first one. Uh, any any thoughts on that? Uh, it's it's a rarity. It's what it is. Yeah, college football can be crazy, and it sucks to be on the bad end of it, but it is what it is. Um, you know, it doesn't have any effect over what's happening this week, and that's all we're focusing on. Is you know, it doesn't matter who Michigan played last week, whether they won or lost. It doesn't matter who we played last week and won or lost. It's going to be Washington versus Michigan. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a fun game. Last thing, did you uh, see what your, your cousin did last weekend? Yeah, I was able to watch him a little bit. I wasn't able to uh, totally watch it, but it looked like, uh, you know, he started off pretty hot, and it was, it was, it was fun to see him get in there and, and throw, some, throw some good balls. And, um, you know, it was, it was a good game. I think he got kind of beat up there a little bit, but uh, it looked like, you know, they, they held their own against Mizzou, and it was fun to watch him out there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.